You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG. Good morning. It's Friday, September 17th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now for the first time ever by Matt Howe, 24-7 Sports News Desk writer, college basketball gambling aficionado, also stepping into college football. Matt, you are recommended to me by somebody who said you would be a great guest. We're trying to rotate guests in for our previews and for our Monday winners and losers. Excited to have you on. You have to make a promise that you can't talk about Rutgers. I, I know you're excited about the 2-0 start, but otherwise, <laughs> uh, we got a pretty good slate to talk about, right? It's it, it's it's last week everyone thought was bad. It turned out to be great, so I'm excited about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too, and thanks for having me, Trey. And hey, I'm not the one who brought up Rutgers. You're the one who brought up Rutgers. But yeah, it's, uh, it's another great slate of college football, and uh, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, so what we're going to do, we're going to just breeze through. We're going to preview the week three. We're going to give some picks out. We, we're trying to do three picks a week. I went two and one against the spread in week one. And then right. uh, Lance Lance picked for me last week, and he went one and two. So I, I told him, like, I'm not I'm not wearing that, Lance. Like, those weren't <laughs> the picks I would have made. So we're, we're at two and one. First one I want to talk about, Matt. Yeah. Florida, 14 and a half point underdog at home against Alabama. I want to talk about the game. I want to give some picks. I was watching what I do sometimes during the the afternoons. If I get all my content production done is I'll just pull up games on YouTube and watch. And I'm obsessed with Anthony Richardson, the Florida backup quarterback. Yesterday's episode of the College Football Daily was about him. I think he's going to make an impact in this game. I'm picking Florida to cover. I even Moneyline sprinkled it. Um, Dan Mullins, uh, 2-0 against the spread as a home dog at Florida. 14-10 14-10 all-time as a home home dog. Alabama, do you think we know that much about them? Because I don't even know if Miami's that good, and this is still going to be Bryce Young's first game on the road in an environment like this. Yeah, well, I, I think we, to that point, I think we know more about Alabama than we do Florida, right? Because Florida has been rotating in Anthony Richardson and Emory Jones, and there's this narrative that you just mentioned that, you know, this is Bryce Young's first real big road start, and that's true and all, but... If you listen to your podcast yesterday with Thomas Goldcamp, he even said the Florida players don't even think that's a that's a narrative that they're worried about as far as Bryce Jones goes or Bryce Young rather because he's been fantastic and there's no signs of him, you know, saying that he's going to have a stinker on the road here. I think what's not being talked about enough is Anthony Richardson. This is his first big start too, right? Like he's at home. I get that he's got the swamp behind him, but and he might not even start in the game, but this is a big first opportunity for him as well against a very good team. He's looked good against, you know, Florida Atlantic and USF, South but Florida, yeah. yeah, but this is a whole different beast here with Alabama. So it's hard to bet against Alabama. And I, this is a large number, right? It's a 14 and a half points, 15 and a half, wherever you're getting it. I like it under 14 and a half. If you can get it at 13 and a half, I think it would. It's great, but I don't know if the number's ever going to get there. But I I know you like Florida to cover. It's hard to bet against Alabama. I think they're going to control the game. I think Bryce Young's going to get going early. 
And uh, I think they have a really good chance of covering in this one. I'm rooting for chaos. And I look, Matt, I picked I picked Alabama to cover last year against Florida in the SEC title game. Didn't happen. So maybe I'm just reversing yeah. the course here rather than doubling down. I don't like when Dan Mullen's a favorite. That dev- never works out for me <laughs> right. against the spread. But I like this here. He's a, he's a mad scientist. He's got two QBs. I think Anthony Richardson might make one of those off-schedule spectacular plays. We'll see. This is, this is going to be a, a really good game. And I think... Unless you're an Alabama fan, you're rooting for some chaos, right? Like you're sure. rooting, like it was, it was again, no offense to Ohio State fans, but or no offense to, you know, Clemson in week one and not that Georgia's like some upstart, but it's kind of been refreshing to see these teams and even Oklahoma get, got pushed against Tulane. It's been sort of refreshing to watch the Blue Bloods and the, the teams that always make the playoff get dropped down a rung or get humbled or at least have questions Absolutely. to figure out. So Penn State minus six against Auburn. I actually think I played this Penn State minus six and then it dropped to minus five. So I'm not sure what it's at right now. I don't know if I love it, but I also don't know how much I'm trusting Auburn here, Matt. So again, like I, I got Penn State covering. Uh, James yeah. Franklin's fine as a home favorite. Harson at Boise State was seven and three as an away dog. I don't know. Like Auburn's got a good roster. I was looking at the 24 seven sports composite team talent rankings. They've got two five stars, but the five stars are Bo Nix. We know who Bo Nix is and Demetrius Robertson, the transfer from Georgia, who had three touchdowns last week, but against Alcorn State. And as far as him being an impact guy, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. And then, of course, and you might have had this stat queued up, and I apologize for taking it away from you. Bo Nix on the road, 10 to 10 touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah. It's going to be a wide out. You live in Philly. I imagine they're getting jacked up for this game. I don't know how close Philly is from Happy Valley, but it's Penn State country. I think Penn State, I think Penn State handles business here. Yeah, I agree. And Philly is definitely Penn State country. They come out hard on Saturdays in the city of brotherly love. But I like Penn State as well. They're, you know, depending on what number you got it, this opened at like seven, six and a half. It got down to four and a half I saw earlier today. And now it looks like it's back up towards five and a half. So I think this is going to stay under, uh, if you can get it under six, I really like it as far as Penn State covering the number. This is only the team's third ever matchup against each other, which is kind of interesting. And I think it's only the third ever time a ranked SEC team has gone on the road to a Big Ten uh, stadium. So that's another interesting little tidbit there. But you mentioned it with Bo Nix. Ten touchdowns, ten interceptions in away games. Um, this is an Auburn team who... Who have they beat this year? Akron, Alabama State. So they this is their first real test of the season. It's Bo Nick's first real test of the season. Not that he hasn't played in big games before, but as far as this season goes, this is as big as it gets, especially on the road at Penn State. That is one of the hardest environments to play at in the country with the whiteout in full effect. Then, you know, you look to Penn State. They already have a tough road win under their belt week one against Wisconsin. They squeaked out a 16 to 10 win. They were an underdog there and you know, they were able to get it done on the road. Then they took care of business first ball state last week. Listen, Sean Clifford isn't a fantastic quarterback, but he's a game manager. He's not going to turn the ball over. We saw that against Wisconsin. I think Penn state wins by a touchdown here. I think Sean Clifford controls the game, slows it down. Their run game gets into full effect. They pressure Bo Nix. Bo Nix maybe has a turnover or two in the game and that's going to be the difference. I really like Penn state uh, minus the point whatever it is i especially like if you can get it under six points i don't know what they're talking about on radio if they're probably jalen hurts and ben simmons but definitely if you're talking penn state they might be talking the james franklin usc distraction does that does that linger over this game at all 
No, I don't think so. Right. I mean, James Franklin is a professional. He's in, he's in, you know, the midst of a season with Penn state where they are, you know, trying to get to a college football playoff, whether that happens or not. Uh, I, I really don't think that has any effect on this game at all. All right. Late game, Arizona state at BYU ranked matchup, Arizona state's four point favorite. I can't believe I'm doing this because we really still don't know much about Arizona State. They haven't looked impressive. They didn't cover last week. BYU won outright as a, as a dog against Utah. But I've got Arizona State. And, and Matt, it doesn't make any sense, but I went into this season thinking Arizona State could win the Pac-12 South. I've long been a fan of Jaden Daniels. I know right. the coaching staff is a mess right now with several assistants, you know, not currently activated or however, however you put it. I'm just believing in this team until it, you know, crashes on me. But look, like BYU... Last week was emotional, and we've kind of seen this before, where BYU will get out to a hot start because of the television independent stuff. They play a front-loaded, tough schedule, and this will be their third straight Power 5 team. I think kind of by the time you get to Game 3, you're taking some body blows. And I think there's a case here to be made that they're they're sort of on the verge here of getting worn down. In 2019, and this is, you know, not, you know, this isn't, you know, apples to apples, but in 2019, they start the season playing Utah. They lost bad. Then they go at Tennessee. They won. Then they played USC. They won. And then by week four, lost 45 to 19 to Washington. So when you're BYU and you don't have four and five star talent all over the roster, not that Arizona State does, I just think there's a certain, you, you reach a limit and you're, you're just, you're not, you're not who you were in week one. I, and I think that happens now in week three. Yeah, I I think you set it up. It's a good spot for Arizona State to cover here. I just find it I find it hard as BYU getting points at home. They're catching a, more than a field goal. I, I got to side with BYU and the points here. Uh, just a couple of trends I can get into here. Not that and and it's tough with when you're picking against the spread and when you look at trends because like you know trends are based on past games and experiences and this is the now, but. It's definitely something you want to keep in uh, mind when you're picking a side here. Arizona State, since Her- Herm Edwards uh, joined them as the head coach in 2018, they're two and four against the spread as an away favorite. BYU is five and one against the spread in their last six game as underdogs. They're coming off that very big Holy War win against Utah. This is an Arizona State team that really struggled to defend the run last season. They gave up over 180 yards per game rushing on the ground. So this is a team... BYU that has Tyler Algier, who's going to shoulder the load, 44 carries, 196 yards on a touchdown already this season. Um, I, I know that Arizona State definitely has the skilled players in Jane Daniels, but you know, this year they haven't they haven't had that tough test yet. They've beaten Southern Utah and UNLV. They did not cover against UNLV. They were 35-point favorites. They won 37 to 10. It's hard to go against the home team here, getting points off a big win. Even though I do like the spot you set up for Arizona State, I can see why you like Arizona State in the points. It does seem like a letdown spot for BYU. I'm not going to buy it yet until till it does happen. So with that in mind, I like BYU in the points. What other games in week three do we think matter? I, I got my eye on a, a morning game. Michigan State at Miami. They almost lost to Appalachian State last week. Michigan State's Kenneth Walker is top five statistical running back in the nation right now. Yeah. Miami's, you know, like middle of the pack in in stopping the run. I don't know. Maybe Michigan State gets, you know, falls back to earth on Saturday. And maybe Miami had to just shake off the Alabama. Michigan State's a six point underdog. I kind of like them. Yeah. Something about a good Michigan State running back, man, like Le'Veon Bell. And there's been so many other guys there. I I like them. I like them. I I think they they make this a really fun game. Yeah, I think they do too. And their quarterback, Peyton Thorne, has been pretty good too to start the season. Um, While Derek King has. Uh, you know, he's been okay. He's been a little shaky, obviously, against Alabama. 
and App State so far. But yeah, I think it's a great spot for Michigan State getting points. This is a big prove it game for Mel Tucker squad. Let's see uh, what the Spartans can do here on the road against uh, an ACC team who's currently ranked in the top 25. I think if Michigan State wins on the road here, they could... Uh, they could see themselves in the top 25 next week. I think the spread's like 22, Nebraska at Oklahoma. You're a Big Ten guy. Nebraska's 2-1 and one now after that loss to Illinois. Not that the, the two wins, you know, Buffalo and Fordham are that great. What would have to happen here in Norman for the Scott Frost hot seat conversation to, to pick back up? Could they lose by 22, which is this? Is that the spread? Yeah, it's 22. Could they lose by 22 and everything's hunky-dory? I think so, right? I mean, I get. I guess this is a huge rivalry game, an old rivalry, so... I don't know what Cornhuskers fans like really expect at this point. Do they expect them to compete in this game? Like you lost to Illinois in week one. Like that was, if that didn't fire Scott Frost after week one, I don't know if a 22 point loss at Oklahoma is going to fire him or get him back on the hot seat. Like I think he's on the hot seat and obviously he's obviously on the hot seat, but I, you know, if they lose by more than 20, does that really pick up his, you know, the calls for him to be fired. I don't think so. I th- I think Oklahoma rolls in this one and, you know, Scott Frost and Nebraska, they're going to have to, they're going to have to look at some things, but this is a, this is a tough game for Nebraska, obviously. And an Oklahoma team that is definitely out to prove something after that week one near upset versus Tulane. Yeah. I think 22 is fine. I th- Oklahoma has a history of back in the day, like they could beat somebody 70 to seven or like right. 63 to 14. If that happens, I think we might have a Clay Helton situation. Right. Not that I'm rooting for that at all. And and we asked what did, what did Nebraska fans want? Like, have you seen the message boards? I think they're asking for Urban Meyer. Um, <laughs> you got a few ACC games. You've got your eye on Virginia Tech at West Virginia, Virginia at North Carolina. Yeah. I haven't really clued in on West Virginia much this season. They need this win. I feel like Virginia Tech beat North Carolina in week one, as we all know. You know they took care of business against Middle Tennessee State. Justin Fuente would love a 3 and a start. He would, and I think this is a uh, a very tough game for the Hokies going on the road at West Virginia. They, West Virginia needs this win. They lost uh, their week one game 30-24 to 24 on the road at Maryland. Maryland looks like they're an okay team this season. Um, I think the it's minus 2.5 in favor of West Virginia. I think the line is that for a reason. I think West Virginia wins the game at home. I don't. I think it's one of those games where people, you know, the Hokies are are a top 15 team right now. They're ranked number 15 and they're the underdog in the game for a reason. I think it's as simple as that. I think West Virginia covers by a field goal at home uh, against the ACC rival. Last one I want to talk about the Virginia North Carolina game. North Carolina is a point favorite Chapel Hill night game ACC network. I was telling you I was watching YouTube clips of Anthony Richardson, the Florida quarterback. I was doing the same thing with Virginia and its offense. Brennan Armstrong, Keaton Thompson, wearing I think ninety nine or ninety eight as a converted receiver, used to play quarterback. He's it's a great it's it's a lot of fun. Jelani Woods transfer tight end had had a big showing against Illinois. I didn't watch North Carolina last week. The last impression of them was not being competitive against uh, Virginia Tech. How do you how do you see this game playing out? That's that's exactly what I think as well. You know, the last time I saw North Carolina, they weren't competitive against Virginia Tech. Now they host a Virginia team at home. They have to cover more than a touchdown. It's an eight point favorite. I mean, why not Virginia to cover this spread? Brennan Armstrong's been good. Uh, Sam Howell has not been so great to start the season. He's got four touchdowns and three interceptions. So, you know, I like Brennan Armstrong. I like this Virginia team to keep it within a touchdown. You know, I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but if you're picking against the spread plus eight, they can lose this one by a touchdown. And that's a win if you bet on Virginia. I love it. Matt Howe, this is great. We're definitely going to have you on again. Uh, You know your stuff. Awesome. Great radio voice. 
bred in New Jersey and I'm not surprised at all. Appreciate you joining us, man. Appreciate everybody listening to the College Football Daily. Our producer is Lance Glenn. That was Matt Howe. I'm Trey Scott. Have a great weekend of college football, week three. Enjoy it. We've only got, like, after this, nine more left. So watch every game, savor every moment. We'll talk to you on Monday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.